0: Do you remember what social media was like in 2015? Facebook and Twitter were nearing their 10 year anniversaries. Live video broadcasting, also known as live streams, were becoming more popular. Brands doubled down on entire marketing strategies around catchy ad formats that seemed to change daily. Heck, even political parties began to realize the power of spreading information, true or not, to their legions of followers. In the golf space, The concept of golf Twitter was gaining in popularity. Hundreds of thousands of golf fans would live tweet their reactions to golf tournaments on TV, building a feeling of community on a scale never seen before. Suddenly, you could be sitting alone in your house watching a golf tournament while simultaneously connecting with a legion of Twitter followers watching the same thing. Golf Twitter expanded beyond tournaments, however. Rumors about your favorite players, Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, Phil Mickelson, and others, would run rampant. Golf journalists struggled to keep up pace as seemingly anyone could report news faster than the larger publications. Anonymous Twitter accounts with no identifiable information of the person behind the keyboard popped up everywhere, some of whom reported news that only a pro golfer's inner circle would know. But above all others one such Twitter account became the most popular by sharing news from the PGA and European tours and earning over 50,000 followers in the process. This account seemed to have unparalleled access to golf's biggest names, sharing information no journalist could possibly know. The account user would soon appear on my podcast, the Golf Unfiltered podcast. And soon thereafter, multiple listeners would contact me with their own experiences dealing with this person, ultimately changing the way I viewed social media and misinformation forever. My name is Adam Fonseca, and welcome to Golf Stories, Volume 1, Twitter's secret tour pro. Uh, he's got almost 60,000 followers. And by this point, you're sort of hooked on the STP. You know, this individual got taken for more of a ride than any of us did. What this has become is something much more than just people having fun on a social media account. Before we get too deep into the story, you might be here just to learn about who the secret tour pro is. But that would only be half the story. You'll meet a cast of characters who are also connected with the STP in one way or another, at least at one point in their lives. You'll also learn about how much social media can change in only a few years, and we'll be left to decide, is this really the best way to connect people? The information and stories you'll hear in this series come directly from the people who experienced them. It should be noted that any opinions expressed are those of the speaker and do not reflect those of my own. Any sense of wrongdoing is entirely alleged and, while important to the story, is only one part of a larger experience. I want to provide some context. Let's go back to 2015 real quick. Granted, 2015 may not seem that long ago, but keep in mind, Twitter itself was only about six years old. In fact, 2015 was the first time we could have a profile picture on our Twitter account. John Stewart and David Letterman left television in 2015. Mad Men and Parks and Rec ended their runs. And a little show called Schitt's Creek made its debut. In the golf world, 2015 was the year of Jordan Spieth. Spieth held off Phil Mickelson to win the Masters that year, and then he would go on to win the U.S. Open after Dustin Johnson couldn't birdie the 18th hole at Chambers Bay. Zach Johnson won the Open Championship in a playoff over Louis Ustazen, and Jason Day won the PGA Championship by three strokes over none other than Jordan Spieth. Spieth, Day, and Rory McIlroy would all take turns in 2015 as the number one player in the world. And... Another certain golfer by the name of Bryson DeChambeau would make his PGA Tour debut at the FedEx St. Jude Classic. If you're wondering what Tiger Woods was doing back in 2015, well, it wasn't great. Woods, his third at his opening hole. Ouch. That was the year he returned from back surgery with a bad case of the wedge yips. It was a rough time to be a Tiger fan. All of that being said, Back in 2015, Golf Twitter, as it's known today, was very much in its infancy. The Foreplay Pod didn't have a Twitter account yet. The Fried Egg and Big Randy of No Laying Up fame? They sent their very first tweets. And, in April of 2015, the Secret Tour Pro sent his first tweet. It didn't get a single like or comment. That same day, STP, as he was commonly referred to, started to try to bribe some followers with a Puma Golf Shoe giveaway, tagging some different accounts and using different hashtags along the way. It didn't take. So he tries again, asking for 50 retweets, and he'll give away a Cobra BioCell Hybrid, a pretty popular golf club at the time. He gets four retweets. On April 27th, it would seem the Secret Tour Pro is in Dubai, He played nine holes at Emirates Golf Course with some amateurs, according to his tweet. No one really knows this, or at least no one is acknowledging they know this on Twitter via likes, retweets, or occasional comments. It was pretty weird and definitely out of the norm for that time. In May of 2015, STP is beginning to gain some traction. He dangles a pair of BMW Championship tickets to someone who can guess the time his flight will land. Someone named Crew Girl Steph wins. That account hasn't been active since then. Through the early days of the account, STP is averaging roughly 1,000 tweets a month. He seems to have found a way for people to interact with the account, continually asking people to guess who he is. And people take the bait. But when they guess a name or ask for a clue, he just points them to his Twitter bio and timeline. This happens over and over and over again. Some famous golfer names like Ian Poulter, Jeff Ogilvie, Paul Casey, and a few other primarily European tour player names get tossed out. At one point, someone tags Paul Laurie to ask if he knows who STP is. This leads to an exchange between STP and Paul over Twitter for a while. During which STP claims he's won more golf tournaments than Paul has. Now, at the same time, considering STP really hasn't revealed anything interesting about any of the tours, people who aren't playing the guess who I am game are becoming tired of the bit. But it's clear that word is getting around the Twitter sphere of STP's existence. He eventually gives a clue to who he is with a quiz question. He says he's part of an exclusive group of just four members. And he says if you guess correctly, it's going to be prize time. Someone, according to STP himself, guesses the exclusive club correctly. He is one of four players to win a World Golf Championship, or WGC, and a major tournament event in the same year. This would mean that STP is either Bubba Watson Rory McElroy, Tiger Woods, or Jeff Ogilvy. What's the prize for the correct guess? Well, as of July 26th, 2015, no prize has been rewarded. He pulled a lot of those cons kind of when he first started the account, as far as I can remember and I was told, he was promising people shoes and clubs and all sorts of stuff and never came through with anything. The voice you just heard is from another Adam, somebody who reached out to me when news about the Secret Tour Pro began to pick up. We'll talk more about his involvement in a future episode. This is probably a good time to tell all of you as well that we're going to use first names on this podcast, for obvious reasons. But as others continue to try to guess who he is, it becomes apparent that STP seems to contradict himself and isn't being completely honest about things which becomes a common theme regarding the Secret Tour Pro's online presence and, unbeknownst to most of us, also in real life. So by now, you're probably wondering, why did I get involved in this? Well, at the time, it wasn't straightforward. You see, I've been writing about golf since 2005, and at that time, it was under a different website name, chicagoduffer.com. It was one of those things that a college student thought they could go and copy what he read and watched on TV. Over the course of time, certain people read what I had to write, and I started to get pretty good at it. But I should stress that I don't have a journalism background. In fact, I went to school for healthcare, and that's a industry that I work in even today. But I still had this love of golf and telling stories, and I figured that this was a pretty natural fit. Well, over time, I was being noticed by other publications. I started writing for other publications. My work has appeared in USA Today, Yahoo Golf, other places like SB Nation, and then ultimately the now defunct Back Nine Network, a competitor to the Golf Channel at the time. That didn't last too long. Somewhere in the middle of all of this, my personal website of Chicago Duffer transitioned into golfunfiltered.com and then eventually the Golf Unfiltered podcast, I was trying to fit into this bigger golf media landscape that seemed to welcome independent writers like myself and independent podcasters that just wanted to talk about the game that they loved. But the one thing I was missing in order to really make me stand out was that connection to the pro game. That was what was missing in terms of credibility, at least in my eyes, as well as The ability to bring on big-name guests onto this podcast that I had visions would rival the biggest ones on the market. In 2015, I had been on Twitter for a few years, probably four at that point. And that's about the time I also became aware of the Secret Tour Pro Twitter account. This was an account that was as anonymous and mysterious as anything I had seen, And it was incredible that this particular account that nobody knew who they were featured news and images and pictures from tour stops that nobody could possibly know about unless they were with these players. So it was a natural next step for me to try and reach out to this Twitter account. And I did multiple times until one day, finally, late 2015, the Secret Tour Pro responded to a tweet from me. Now, the topic that we were talking about is pretty trivial at this and I'm sure it had something to do with, hey, what do you think of so-and-so on the tour? Or did you hear anything about this new player? We would go back and forth multiple times throughout the week, and that actually turned into more times every single day where, for some reason, the Secret Tour Pro seemed to take a liking to me in some way. This person would follow the same MO that they always followed with Twitter followers that reached out to them and actually wanted to correspond. In most instances, it was, hey, who do you think I am? Or even leading me down this path of trying to figure out who he was. And over time, I became aware of all these potential tour pros that I mentioned earlier that this person could be. So you can just imagine this podcaster that's trying to get his feet wet in this big media landscape all of a sudden possibly corresponding with a pga tour player or a european tour player i mean it was a lot to digest in one moment and in retrospect i was a little foolish to think that hey why would this person want to engage with me in any way you know hindsight is the greatest thing in all of this really um that obviously twenty sixteen was still fairly early days of Twitter really on what it's become and the beast it's become. Um and when you introduce to somebody outside of that space, there's a little bit of a trust element. And um you know it's naive now when you look back at it, when you look at the things that go on online. But um especially where it came from. Um and we're all golfers, As I said that is the ultimate crux of all this where Everything that's happened comes from we're golfers, and we have we have an element of trust and understanding. And you know, there's not many. Other- that's the voice of Gareth, somebody else who reached out to me after listening to past podcast episodes about the Secret Tour Pro, and who also had many interactions with him in similar ways to me. But all of that was pretty short lived in terms of my timidness or questioning whether or not this was legit. I was getting information from this Twitter account that nobody else knew, and I was breaking stories such as new equipment releases and new sponsorship deals that suddenly would play out in the news days later. I felt like I had hit the jackpot. I had an anonymous source that was going to give me this information, and I remember appearing on John Swantek of the PGA Tour Radio's Sirius XM show, and we were talking about, hey, do you actually know who the secret tour pro is. And I remember thinking that I did. So all that stuff I talked about earlier, the contests and the winners that were anonymous in and of themselves. I didn't know any of that was going on with the secret tour pro account. I just knew that this person liked to talk about golf. And as I said, would share pictures that people shouldn't have unless they knew or were associated closely with a tour player. Over time, I fell into the same cadence of trying to guess who this person was. Were they Jeff Ogilvie? Were they Adam Scott? Were they Thorborn Olison, All popular European tour players at the time. And Bernd Wiesberger was another name that continued to pop up time and time again. The Secret Tour Pro would engage with me not only over Twitter, but also BlackBerry Messenger. Remember that? We ended up corresponding over BBM, it was referred to, and he would lead me to believe that he was one or more of these players. You can imagine what this did for me. It just made me think even more. Holy cow. I'm now talking to a group of touring professionals. Talk about gullible. I distinctly remember shortly after that interview I did with Swantec on the PGA Tour show. I need to find out more about who this person is. We need to cut out all the crap, so to speak. Just tell me who you are. I promise to keep you anonymous. You can be my source on the ground. You can give me information. And I had this vision that Golf Unfiltered was gonna explode and that there were gonna be a million people coming to my website every single day, and I would be maybe hosting my own radio show at some point. I distinctly remember having a conversation over BBM, texting this person saying, look, We can't correspond anymore unless you tell me who you are. A couple days would go by and I got no response. I remember sitting in my day job office thinking, oh my God, did I just ruin the best thing that I had in terms of golf writing or any potential for me being noticed in any way. Now, I don't know how many of you remember BlackBerry Messenger, but there was a little avatar, a little picture that... People in the conversation could change depending on whoever you were talking to. Consider it your contact picture. A couple days later, after The Secret Tour Pro went dark on me, I noticed that the conversation icon changed to a picture of European tour player Nicholas Kolsarts, yet another name that people were suspicious could be The Secret Tour Pro. Suddenly, the conversation picked up like it never ended. The Secret Tour Pro now had me believe that I was speaking to Nicholas Colsart. It was incredible. I remember him apologizing for not being more available, saying that his busy travel schedule that really did closely align with Colsart's playing schedule caught up to him. He also apologized that he couldn't outright tell me who he was for privacy reasons which now in retrospect was completely ridiculous but again this was 2016 at this time and it was just a different world we didn't really understand geo tracking or any other identifiable information based on the content that you either text or tweet it was just a different time the offer still stood i said look i'd love to work with you more i would love to know who you are and how can we collaborate more directly well this is when the secret tour bro or at least i thought nicholas colsarts agreed to come on my podcast but that didn't end up being straightforward either because as soon as we started planning when this would happen something always popped up an episode recording had to get delayed Suddenly I was working on a completely different timeline in a time zone. Remember, this Secret Tour Pro was always corresponding to me from the United Kingdom. Then, suddenly in November of 2016, we came to an agreement. The Secret Tour Pro himself couldn't appear on my podcast out of fear of being found out. But I could interview his assistant instead to have something special for you guys uh, today on the last episode of the year and I believe that we have delivered Uh, on the phone with us today uh, is a very special guest who is closely affiliated with Twitter's Secret Tour Pro in fact I am speaking to uh, we were talking a little bit before we started recording the assistant of the Secret Tour Pro how are you today sir good thanks yourself I'm doing very well and thanks uh, as I had mentioned earlier for coming that's next time on Golf Stories, Volume 1, Secret Tour Pro. Believe it or not, Chris and I are still developing this story as it continues to develop for all of us. So, if you have any more information or if you'd like to share your experience with the Secret Tour Pro, contact me at adam at I'd love to speak with you. Thanks for listening.